Hey, it's Lula Mendesin back again to the Sneeman podcast. Uh, it's good to have you today. Uh, probably when I'll be uploading this episode, it will be um, what time in America? Like, okay, in England, I know it's about like uh, I think nine o'clock, eight o'clock ish, like eight p.m. So. In the US, I don't know. I don't know what's the time right now. So you're going to have to forgive me. But uh, on my side, it's uh, 9 p.m. So I'll probably upload this at about 10 p.m. Okay, so let's get to today's topic, uh, which is uh, my thoughts on reparations. Um, I know like it's a topic that most people talk about all the time. But yeah, just listen to my point of view on like what I think about it, you know. So uh, most conservatives, right, uh, they'll say, nah, people don't need, uh, you know, reparations. It don't make a difference in people's lives. Maybe it will make the situation way worse than it is. I mean, how does that happen? It's not like black people are stupid, you know, foundational black Americans to be as a matter of fact, because reparations I'll be touching on the American side of reparations because in South Africa, as you know, there is no reparations and <laughs> we are not looking for reparations. I mean, it doesn't even make sense uh, for us because I don't know. I don't know if there's any sense in South Africans wanting reparations for the things that happened in the past. It has never been a conversation. We just thought of, you know, rebuilding and making sure that everything gets better. So apparently in the U.S., uh, United States of America, people want reparations like uh, Americans, foundational black Americans, the Americans that were enslaved and built America. You get what I mean? So most conservatives will say that, uh, you know, uh, con- uh, the whole reparations conversation, we can have the conversation, but nothing is going to happen. So and also social libertarians, Say reparations won't solve the problems of the past. But I have to ask, what exactly is a social libertarian? You get what I mean? So now you have to ask yourself, what's a social libertarian? Because I don't really know for sure. So if you have an answer, please do email me at lulamandison at gmail.com. So you can tell me what's really going on. But anyways, so... But this is not what we think will solve the problem, right? They don't think that will solve the problem. They think that will probably be making more problems for black people. You get what I mean? I mean, everyone got uh, compensation at some point. They got reparations. I mean, uh, the Red Indians, the Cherokee, and uh, some of the, the tribes there, they got compensation. And also, they also got some land. You know, I think it's one mule and uh, what, like, I don't know exactly what it is, but, you know, they got their one mule. So everyone got reparations except for foundational black Americans, which is really a problem. You get what I mean? I mean, even Holocaust survivors got some reparations, everyone except for foundational black Americans. So who's to say that the FBA deserve it? If you want to ask exactly someone what they want, let's take you do something to someone and you ask them, okay, what do you want from me? Like, do you want land? Do you want uh, maybe for me to buy you a house? Or like, you know, 
something that will show that you are really sorry like especially if you really enslave someone and make sure that they don't really get the benefits you know the benefits of the land they're just working for literally nothing some of the slaves would get freed uh, some of them wouldn't and you know some people will argue okay so who do we trace as you know the you know people who were actually enslaved the, they just need to do research, man. Like, they can actually find people. They can actually trace people who are maybe from the Caribbean and all of that. They can trace literally everyone's lineage right now. If maybe you were to check if a person, their parents, maybe they were both from the USA, from back in slavery. That has to be somewhat easy. So those people, even if it's like 20,000 people, that they can actually trace who their ancestors are. Yeah, those 20,000 people, they just give them the reparations. You get what I mean? <laughs> just give them the reparations. Even if it's 10 people, if they can actually trace their lineage, you can actually give them the reparations. So, but the biggest slap on the face for, <laughs> for slaves or rather people who are owed reparations is that in 1862, Abraham Lincoln, the slave owners, reparations slave owners were given eight thousand dollars in today's money for each slave that was freed so so think about that man <laughs> it couldn't be more crazy than that like that's so crazy so you're not going to give reparations to the people who were actually enslaved but you're gonna give the slave owners the reparations oh my god <laughs> it's it's really really crazy and why doesn't anyone know about this? Because, you know, one thing that I've learned, if if you're going to have a debate with someone about, you know, reparations and all of that, okay, I often watch um, debates online uh, from YouTube, you know, uh, people will debate such lame topics. And, like, if you think about it, those things are so easy to debunk. That's why conservatives nowadays, they don't really debate anyone. They don't debate anyone from the left because in most cases, uh, okay, there are some from the Young Turks, Anna Kasparian, uh, Hassan Paika. You know, they do have debates and I have to admit, some of their debates are not really convincing because uh, the other day, uh, Anna Kasparian, she was debating uh, Ben so now Ben Shapiro, like he has so many points because conservatives are always debating someone. You get what I mean? They are literally always debating someone. So even their lies, they're pretty good because I noticed, um, you know, Ben Shapiro went to the Joe Rogan Experience, right? The, the podcast and all of that. So he was talking about that, okay, black people, the reason that the way they are is because of their culture. It's not because you know, of uh, systematic, um, you know, systematic white supremacy, you know, hindering black people from actually succeeding. So that whole debate, he actually found that, okay, if you debate someone about a sin, like that actual, that topic, actually, you can't say systematic white supremacy doesn't exist at all. You need to actually acknowledge that it did exist at some point. It's still hindering people from succeeding. So now he has all these points because he's always debating someone. But before, he could say, oh, no, 
systematic white supremacy doesn't exist and all of that. So that was easy to debunk. But now he has fine-tuned his actual thoughts. Now he's actually debating on a higher level. And people from the left, they can't really, you know, uh, catch up because they don't really debate that much, you know. While, you know, when you are as openly racist as, you know, Ben Shapiro, you know, your racism needs to be really good to convince, you know, the normal person for, for him not to seem, you know, that racist. So if you are really stupid and you're not really, you know, following up and knowing the Jedi mind trick, obviously he'll trick you and you'll think that, nah, racism doesn't exist. And in fact, systematic white supremacy still exists because... Uh, there's so many things that are happening. You get what I mean? There's so many things. Because I talked the other time about uh, how in South Africa apartheid exists, but now it's in a form like it's more natural. Like people who are living in the squatter camps or the um, Soweto, the townships and all of that, they have been living there. So we've been living in the townships. So white people are living in the suburbs. So already it's not easy for you to, you know, cross platform, especially for white people because they think so it is really dangerous, they're criminals and all of that. So it's not really easy for them to come and leave this site. So it's the same thing for redlining and all of that. So investors will just think, ah, I can invest in, you know, uh, in the hood. So like my investment will go down the drain. I can't invest there. So already there's already that red redlining without even trying because those places have gone such a bad reputation that investors will just look at statistics the crime rate on those places because they were so underinvested. now it's like natural like they will be underinvested for the long run you get what i mean so the same thing as uh yeah back to reparations of course sorry for going on a tangent but yeah, so black people really deserve that, uh, foundational black Americans, because, you know, they basically built America. So they kind of deserve something for the harsh treatment they got and all those redlining, because parents who experience redlining are the same parents who are raising the kids of today. So those parents, they didn't have enough wealth maybe to take the kids to a better school or maybe live in better neighborhoods. Maybe they could... Uh, leave their wealth with their kids and the kids don't even have to worry about getting a place of their own you know actually having a stable environment to actually study and do all those things but unfortunately that's how things went down but now tell me what you think because you know uh, white people even got their you know reparations in the form of subsidized housing you know the vietnam veterans Everyone was getting a house except for black people. And, you know, that's how you accumulate wealth. If you can leave your kids with a house, with a house at least, they don't have to worry about that. You get what I mean? So, but anyways, tell me what you think. And, uh, yeah, let's have a conversation. I think reparation is a good thing, especially financial compensation. Because 10000 in the bank will make a whole lot of difference. Even if maybe you're a junkie, the whole your whole family gets... Uh, 10,000 each they can even take you to rehab you can even open a business because some people are addicted to drugs because they are simply bored you know you get addicted to drugs because you have nothing to do you're just sitting in the hood thinking of getting high because you're bored you got nothing to do no ambition nothing but if you get money if you can go to rehab and come back and have a purpose you can actually get out of the drug life even if you're a drug dealer if you get that money maybe you might think oh this is my opportunity I can actually do something with my life. 
contrary to popular belief, no one likes being a criminal. <laughs> no one likes being a criminal. Most people that are criminals is people that are at the end of their rope. You know, they don't have any other way of sustaining themselves. So they tend to be criminals. No one likes shooting at people, like, unless that person is a psychopath. But if there's a simpler road or the simpler, simpler way to get money, they'll actually do that. So, but anyways, yeah, that's the podcast for tonight. That's Lula Manderson, the Sneeman podcast. For now, shop, shop.